Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Roddy Nabulsi from UGASports.com. Roddy's going to give us the Georgia Bulldog perspective today. We've got a 3.30 kickoff national TV ball game on CBS Saturday in Athens, Georgia. And, Roddy, I'll tell you what, this game turned out to be a lot more important from a standing standpoint than I think a lot of Gamecock fans in particular probably would have thought uh, going into the season, and probably Georgia fans too, eh, Roddy? Uh, it's true, because if you go back over the years, about this time of the season, uh, Georgia, and I know sometimes South Carolina, but very often Georgia is looking at one other team to lose and you know, doing some really interesting uh, bulldog calculus, if you will. There have been times where they needed Florida to lose one, Tennessee to win one, Kentucky to lose here, South Carolina to lose there, because Georgia's sitting like second or third in the SEC East rankings. And right now Georgia's uh, in control of its destiny for the first time in, what, maybe five years? So, uh this is a big game for Georgia, and they're going to treat it as such. Roddy, Will Muschamp had his uh, Tuesday press conference today, and he talked about Georgia at that presser, and he said that Georgia is an explosive team that's been dominant this year, and Georgia really has been steamrolling people. Just the one close game all year, a one-point win at Notre Dame, and you know there's a good chance that Georgia's going to be number one in the college football playoff rankings, which come out tonight. I know that's a big talking point in Athens right now. It is amongst the fans. The team won't talk about it. They pretend that they haven't seen it uh We've had a bunch of players tell us, well, I don't even have cable. I only watch Netflix. And I didn't know that Georgia was ranked number two until you told us that. And I, I get that they're supposed to say stuff like that. I don't believe it for a second. I'm pretty sure every uh, member of that uh, Bulldogs roster knows exactly where they are in the rankings and what this game will mean to them. And uh, while they won't pay a whole lot of attention to the college football playoff rankings, because, you know, lose this weekend, it doesn't matter. So they'll be curious to see if they pop out one or two. But uh, amongst the fans, it's a lot of talk. Georgia has uh, played a bunch of bad teams, except for Notre Dame. And actually, I thought Notre Dame was overrated at the beginning of the season, but they've done rather well. And right now, Georgia has, amongst the undefeated teams, probably has the best win. Uh, beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame, by, even though it was by one point, is a game that you know Georgia started a true freshman at quarterback and had uh, 12 different penalties. They could have won that game a lot easier. They made it tough on themselves. But they've... Uh, the offense is night and day compared to what it was last year. They're averaging 38 points a game. They're holding opponents to under 12 points a game. So even though they've played a bunch of bad teams, they have an, a similar fashion to Alabama. They've demolished those teams. Uh, I'm a little surprised at the line this week. I don't expect uh, Georgia to cover 24 or 26, whatever it is, against South Carolina, mm -hmm. just because I'm not an idiot. I've seen this game played out many times. Uh, there's, it, it's always much closer than everyone thinks it's going to be. But right now, a lot of fans are very excited about where Georgia stands, and they're expecting Georgia to keep carrying on and uh, keep uh, beating teams like they have been. 
I just think the second part of the season, it gets a lot tougher. The remaining four games, a lot tougher than the first eight. All right, uh, Georgia's got uh, at Auburn next week, and they got a home game with Kentucky the week after that, and they still got Georgia Tech to play. And, of course, uh, <laughs> exactly. South, yeah, South Carolina this weekend at home for the dogs. So, Roddy, Georgia just trucked Florida in the cocktail party down in Jacksonville, and I was reading a story on your site, UGASports.com, about – you know, historically, or since the Vince Dooley era, how many times Georgia has had a game where they only threw 13 or fewer passes, and there have only been five games, all five were Georgia wins, and the Dogs threw only seven passes on Saturday and just beat the breath out of Florida? Yeah, if you go back to uh, those games, if you look at the flip side of that, it's not that Georgia can't throw, it's just Georgia didn't need to. And going into that contest with, uh, with uh, Florida, I expected Florida to put up a much tougher fight because they have a very good uh, front seven. And they knew that Georgia wanted to run the ball. And in about that second half, when Florida started coming back, they sort of took away the run. But all of a sudden, Georgia just shifted to a second gear. And still, despite the fact that Florida was loading up the box, they ran at will. I mean, they only ran 42 plays. So it's not like Georgia was uh, – that's also a record. I don't think there's been a game since the mid-'70s in which Georgia has run that few number of plays. But they also scored 42 points. Huh. So – uh, it was uh, just peak efficiency. I don't know that Georgia will ever be able to do that again, but uh, they, you don't need to throw it when you're picking up, you know, uh, like Sonny Michelle was averaging 28 yards a carry. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> why throw it? It, it? it would actually drop your average uh, to throw the ball <laughs> instead of actually handing it to Sonny Michelle. Okay, that brings me to my next question for you, Roddy. Uh, is there any chance that Georgia tries to get cute and throw the football against the Gamecocks this weekend? I think that's what a lot of Gamecock people are hoping against hope. No, they're not going to get cute. Uh, they're not going to do anything that they haven't done in the past. But uh, the Gamecocks do have the ability to take away the run and make them throw it. So if they want to commit you know, the uh, additional safeties in the box there and bring those linebackers up nice and tight, that will force Georgia to work a lot harder. And in that case, if you want to give uh, – take from those one-on-one matchups on the outside, you know, he's going to try to take advantage of it. Now, with Sky Moore doing what he's doing, I can definitely see a situation where uh, maybe they get an interception or two, but uh, they're not going to change their game plan until someone makes them change the game plan, and they're going to take what the defense gives them and try to score that way. I mean, Georgia can't throw it. We saw that against Missouri, where Missouri lined up and took away the run, and Jake Prom threw for over 300 yards when he had to. Hmm. So, he's got the ability. It's just, I don't know that they actually should game plan away from what they've been doing. George is loaded, and the dogs are rolling right now. 8-0 overall, 5-0 in the SEC, and number two in the AP poll that's out this week, and a good chance that the dogs might be number one in the college football playoff rankings, which come out tonight as we record on this Tuesday. Emerson Phillips here on Gamecock Central Radio, joined by Roddy Nabulsi, the publisher of UGASports.com, and Roddy's bringing us the Georgia Bulldog perspective heading into Saturday's matchup between the hedges. Roddy, talking about Georgia, they they ran the football for 336 yards against the Gamecocks in Columbia last year. You know, I think Gamecock fans and players and coaches alike feel like the Gamecocks are better against the run this year, but it sure seems like Georgia is better running the football this year. So, uh, I don't know realistically what kind of hope there is that uh, South Carolina is going to be able to slow down the Georgia running attack. But for the sake of argument, Roddy, if the Gamecocks are able to slow down Georgia just a little bit and make this a fourth-quarter ball game, does that play into South Carolina's hands at all, or is there perfect confidence in Fromm to be able to win a close game in the fourth quarter? I, uh, if it were last year, I would say no. But right now, uh, this team has so much faith in Jake Fromm. It's, uh, it it kind of reminds me of how South Carolina felt about Connor Shaw. 
it's just, you know, he's such a leader, uh, even though he's young and, you know, this is only his first year. These guys really believe in him. And he has a lot of offensive weapons. I mean, you've got a couple five-star wide receivers to throw to, you've got a five-star tight end. I mean, right now, George's tight ends are hardly ever uh, getting any passes because George is just not throwing it a whole lot. But if you have to get in that fourth quarter and throw to Isaac Nata, you know, the uh, one of the top tight ends in the last four or five years, uh, that that looks good for Georgia. And, again, I think uh, for Georgia to lose this game, they're going to have to do some – have to make some mistakes. They're going to have to uh, give South Carolina some short fields, yeah. you know, missed tackles. And they have not missed tackles this year. I mean, I think between this year and last year in Georgia's defense, there are very few yards after contact. They have not uh, given up a lot of uh, yak yardage, if you will. And right now, when it comes to offensively, yeah, last year they could run the ball well. They did well against South Carolina, but there are many games in which they could not. This year, no one's been able to stop them running. And uh, that's uh, a testament to what uh, Sam Pittman has done with that offensive line. He's got three new starters. And those guys are young and inexperienced, but they are playing lights out. Everybody's talking about the Georgia ground game right now, Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, and that, that powerful Georgia ground attack, but the Georgia defense has been lights out this year for the most part as well. Notre Dame had run the football for, you know, over 300 yards a game against just every, about everybody they played, but Georgia shut them down up at Notre Dame back in the second week of the season, and the Georgia defense is outstanding as well. Tell us about that unit. Yeah, the thing of Notre Dame, they've run for over 300 yards in every game and 400 yards in a number of their games, but against Georgia, they picked up 55, and that's with some NFL caliber, you know, tackles, uh, a left, left guard and left tackle over there, and uh, uh, Georgia's defense has been insane. The way they uh, they make you one-dimensional, you're not going to be able to run on them. You're going to have to throw, and even then, they're going to bring pressure. They're going to get to your quarterback, and if you do complete a pass, you're not going to pick up 25, 35 yards unless you throw it that far. You're not going to be able to do what Georgia's been doing, throw a five-yard pass, you know, have your wide receiver run for 20, 30 yards before you bring him down. Those guys tackle immediately. They don't miss a whole lot. It's been – I can't remember the last time I've seen something like this. It had to be maybe 2002 when Georgia won the SEC title since they've been able to tackle that well. Uh, they bring pressure. They collapse pockets. Um, and they're disciplined. I mean, there have been plenty of situations where you watch the uh, – like, say, Davin Bellamy, the outside linebacker, he's on the left side. Uh, in years past, I think he would have crashed in and, uh, you know, in his effort to – get to the quarterback, but now he holds back uh, in a containment situation, trusting the other guys in the interior and the far side to get to the quarterback or take away the run or whatever. And they've played very disciplined football. And I've the turnaround from year one to year two, I mean, they only lost one starter. They have 10 of 11 guys back. But this team looks light years further advanced than they were last year. It's just been amazing, that turnaround. And uh, if they had a bunch of new guys, it would make a lot more sense. But right now, it's just uh, they learned to tackle. So it's been, it's been fun to watch. The Georgia fans are really enjoying this defense. This will be the 70th meeting between South Carolina and Georgia, and the Gamecocks have only faced the Clemson Tigers more than they've played Georgia. 49-18 with two ties. Georgia's got the all-time series lead. The Dogs lead the all-time series in Athens. 28-8, to only eight Gamecock victories all-time in Athens. And, Roddy, some of those are some of the biggest wins in Gamecock history. Some of the more memorable moments in Gamecock football history have been wins in Athens. There haven't been a lot of them, though. So, 22-and-a-half uh, points is what the line opened up at, and it's already gone to over 24. I saw 24-and-a-half this morning. 
A buddy of mine here in Columbia said he wouldn't bet a stick of gum on that game. He didn't know about that line. A lot of folks kind of scratching their head. Uh, you know, everybody figured George would be a, a double-digit favorite, maybe a 14, even a 17-point favorite. But I don't think anybody thought that the line would open that big and then shoot over 24, which it's already done. Roddy, it could be 27 or 8 by the time kickoff rolls around if current betting lines continue. And I know that you take that with a grain of salt. That's based on the public's perception of what's going to happen. But uh, based on the way George has been blowing people out, you know, Vegas is saying that 14-17, uh, not nearly enough right now for the dogs to be favored by. And that, that blows my mind. I mean, again, I know you have – I just made the point that last year's defense and this year's defense are like two completely different squads, even though it's 10 of the last – 10 of the same players. But historically, this game you can have uh, – the, the spreads don't matter in this game. No one ever gets it right unless you predict a very close game. Uh, there's, what, 23, 24 guys on that South Carolina squad who – our Peach State natives. That's right. They're going to come to Athens and actually, you know, play with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Will Muschamp's a hell of a coach. <laughs> he's a, he knows Kirby probably better than anybody. So he's and he also knows uh, uh, Jim Cheney and Mel Tucker. So he knows the offensive defensive coordinators. He knows their tendencies. They're going to do their research and know what Georgia likes to do. Georgia hasn't really hit anything in the last few games. So Georgia's going to try to come up and you know line up and run it down the throats. And Will Muschamp's going to stop them. I don't see Georgia scoring. You know, what four. Five more touchdowns or four more touchdowns or three touchdowns and a couple field goals more than uh, South Carolina. Hmm. Is it possible the way they're playing? Yeah. Right now, Georgia's playing lights out. But can they keep it up again in a grudge match like this? Yeah. Mm, I mean, and look at the teams they've beaten. Uh, going before that uh, Florida game, they'd beaten Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt. Those teams at the time were 0-12 in the SEC East. It's not exactly a murderer's road. They had App State, okay? You know, not exactly a, uh, a powerhouse. They had Sanford, who I didn't even know had a football team. Uh, Mississippi State, they ha- they beat quite handily. Mississippi State looked better. But Mississippi State also lost by 39 to Auburn. So the only real good team they played was Notre Dame. And, again, they won by one point yeah. after making a bunch of dumb mistakes. So then they took on uh, a Florida team who was in absolute disarray and fired their coach immediately thereafter. So, to me, I think that the, the South Carolina, Kentucky, Auburn, Georgia Tech, uh, that foursome of games is going to tell us a lot more about this football team than the first eight games did. Georgia is capable of winning big, but this isn't Tennessee they're taking on. This isn't uh, Vanderbilt. This isn't, uh, you know, uh, Stanford. This is South Carolina. Man, those guys have a chip on their shoulder as well they should. I've covered most of those guys in recruiting, and there's a lot of talented players there who are not going to like the fact that they're able to lose by 24 points. Yeah. Interesting that uh, Georgia's strength of schedule, not great outside of that uh, road win at Notre Dame in the second week of the season. You know, uh, the Gamecocks are in a similar boat right now. Going into last weekend, uh, all of the um, SEC opponents that the Gamecocks had beaten, none of them had won a conference game. It was Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, and none of them had won a conference game. Arkansas broke through 1-1 last week, but uh, then the Gamecocks beat Vandy, and Vandy's winless in SEC play. So you can make an argument that outside of NC State, you know, the Gamecocks really don't have any quality wins either. So kind of an interesting sidebar going into this game. Roddy, it feels to me like the Gamecocks are playing with house money here. You know, if Carolina gets blown out, I don't think that's going to surprise a lot of people. And, uh, you know, Gamecock fans will be disappointed if that happens, and players and coaches obviously, but I don't think anybody would be completely shocked. 
So it feels like the Gamecocks have got nothing to lose this weekend. And I think South Carolina is very happy to be playing in a big game in the East standings this weekend where, you know, Georgia's got a chance. We talked about it before the podcast today. Georgia can't clinch the East, but they can put themselves right on the cusp of clinching. And playing at home is obviously going to be a big advantage for the Dogs. So a huge ball game between the Gamecocks and Bulldogs this weekend. Roddy, should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a situation where they can tie for uh, part of the East title. Uh, then all they need is either to uh, beat Auburn or for Kentucky to lose. And you know, they'll, they'll have uh, won the East for the first time in, what, five years, six years. It's been a long time since Georgia's been back to Atlanta. Uh, that was the thing that um, the East has been wide open for, what, the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, when you get Missouri winning back-to-back and then McIlwain winning it twice in two years, uh, that's what got Mark Rick fired was the inability for an established coach, you know, going into years – you know, 12, 13, 14, and 15, to not win a down SEC East, you know. Uh, South Carolina's had a coaching change. And Missouri's had a coaching change. Florida's now had a coaching change. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, been a, it's been a weak time for the division. Yep. And now Georgia has a chance to win it. But uh, you got to think that come this year, you know, while much chance rebuilding and Kirby's putting his pieces in, uh, pieces in place, we're looking at coaching changes at Florida and Tennessee. I think that the con- the conference is now going to come down to the next two, three years, who wins the Georgia-South Carolina game. I don't see Kentucky being a huge uh, – I mean, historically, they've not been that good. It's not going to be Vanderbilt. But Tennessee has to rebuild. Florida has to rebuild, and Missouri's just terrible. So I can really think see this game, this is kind of a preview of what's going to become – what will become over the next few years the key to winning the East, the Georgia-South Carolina game. Roddy, you just made a lot of our listeners smile. We appreciate your time today. Thanks very much. Uh, my pleasure. Take care. All right, that's Roddy Nabulsi, the publisher of UGASports.com, and he brings us the Georgia perspective today on Gamecock Central Radio. I'm Emerson Phillips, 330 Kick, Saturday in Athens on CBS. Thanks for being with us. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.